Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back. Two fanboys and a filthy casual back at you after a long hiatus. As usual, this is Dennis. This is still Lewis. And this is Harold. And so today is the first recording of 2020. I was about about to say 2002, but um, I was making myself feel good (laughs) about myself. I know. But 2022, um, it's almost like um, Miguel O'Hara's... uh, Spider-Man. Almost uh, there. We're almost there, dude. We're almost there. I'm, I'm <laughs> we're hoping, almost there. I'm hoping that we we can survive that long. I guess. But, Seventy-seven uh, more years. <laughs> we're getting there. But it is something that we are uh, so excited about because, um, you know, I have to tell you, I don't know about you guys, but it's been quite a while since I've been able to talk to you. So I'm like, what, like, twenty-four hours or something like that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just a little over 24 hours, yes. Yeah, but uh, of course, so what we do and what we talk about in our own private homes is something that is uh, private. That's why it's called privacy. Uh, but uh, Harold, uh, you want to talk to us about something. It seemed really serious when you brought it up. It's not serious at all, actually. Actually, it's something, you know, it, um, we're going to get into it again later on with the review that we're doing for the uh, meat and potatoes, as they review. like to say. Here. Well, yeah, I know. I love that you guys are coming back and we're getting a review. <laughs> but also, it's the review that you guys have all really been waiting for. So be excited. Um, Eternals! But, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, we saw Eternals. It was a movie. It was. Wait, a- did you watch it yet, then? No. Oh, okay. It comes out, I think, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Disney and Plus. I don't think I'm yeah. watching it. At this rate, uh, it's like, yeah. It, it's yeah. going to be the next, um, it's gonna be the ne- next Snake Eyes. Yeah, oh, by the way, Dennis just found out today <laughs> that Snake Eyes was released three months ago. I know, right? <laughs> I just, it, was, it just seemed like yesterday when we were talking about how possibly it could be better than Shang-Chi. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and we didn't even bother watching it. Like, not at all. No effort whatsoever. Poor Henry Golding. Yeah. But speaking of crazy rich Asians, um, this is the little poopery that I have going in for today, is one of the biggest video games that we don't play, but is very popular around the world, is called Valorant. Uh, Valorant is another FPS Uh, Kind of in the vein of Counter-Strike where uh, you just got to single tap somebody and they die and there's no real effort to do anything there. But uh, a couple of my friends actually do work for Riot Games and Riot Games is the uh, producers of Valorant. And they let me in on that little secret that just came out yesterday that the newest character that is coming to the Valorant game is named Neon. And Neon is a Filipina or a Pinay, if you will. Yeah. And played by an actual, like from the Philippines, uh, voice actress. I don't know her name. It seems like it's going to be complicated. But um, for Marites, I believe was her name. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to start with a Marie or a Mare, but it's it's there. So like, um, it's funny because like when you talk about or when they started like doing kind of the marketing materials around it, one of the big things they had was like a, a video game jersey. Uh, with like a Filipinas in the back, like the like the Gilas Filipino team in uh like uh, uh the Asian basketball league. Oh. So you know it's kind of cool that they're actually. And then from what they have told me is that there's such a big contingent of uh, Valorant players in the Philippines 
that they like felt compelled to like push a Filipino character. So, really? what do you guys think of that? Uh, first and foremost, um, I didn't even know the game existed. So, right. kind of shows you how into uh, uh, how tapped into the uh, pop culture I am. Uh, but um, that's actually pretty cool. And considering the movie that we're about to watch, um, and you know everything that's been going on, there there really has been an uptick of uh, representation, not just for um, you know not just for Filipinos, but Asians in general. And it's um, very very nice to see, um, considering the, everything that's happened. Um, it's enough that when you guys were talking about it, that I was like, ooh. You know, is this something that uh, I can actually get into? Because, you know, um, it's no secret we've been playing Halo and Harold is like a, a god uh, amongst uh, humans uh, when it comes to Halo. But who knows, maybe there, if there's a game where the only thing I need to do is hit somebody once um, and then they uh, they die, uh, maybe it's something I get to check out. And as uh, Harold and Lewis knows, I have this tendency to when I play video games i tend to play uh, uh play like um like the female character which true interestingly enough for those people who might not know we do um uh, play D D, um and i am uh, finally rolled a female character so there you go might be neon might be the, the the what might be the the first character i play in valorant yeah i'm excited for it too because like um I guess I'm kind of middle of the road. So Dennis didn't know about the game. Uh, Harold knows all about it. I'm like, I know of it. I've never played it. It is a strictly a PC game. So, you know, I, I don't have it. I, I don't oh, have so one of those. So it's safe is what you're saying. Yes, it's it's woke, basically. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm very hyped to see that. Like, I, I know there hasn't been any gameplay yet or whatnot. But, like, I'm with you, H. Like, it's representation's kind of fun in that case it's like you know one of the biggest characters uh i know uh you guys don't play overwatch but one of the biggest characters is uh diva who is a korean gamer and like she's like kind of uh kind of uh, not like you know she's not quite spider-man superman mainstream yet but like you know at the conventions and everything else like she's there and, and she's like um unapologetically korean and that's great because like blizzard acknowledges that like there's a huge korean contingency out there playing video games so in this case in this sense it's like it's really it's really great that riot and the game itself acknowledge that like their next big character is going to be from the Philippines, not not filipino american not like half not this or that like legitimately she is from the philippines and like that's uh again uh unapologetically uh, unapologetically penai so i'm looking forward to how they play it or how it plays. Uh, my nephew actually plays Valorant, so I'm gonna have to ask him uh, one of these days what he thinks about that game. But um, yeah, looking forward to that and the merch and all the other memes and all that good stuff out there. So that that comes with it again. So a uh, pretty exciting time to be uh, a Filipino and uh, be a geek and gamer, to be honest. So good times, dude. But that's good. That's good news. Kudos yeah. to your friends if they had anything to do with uh with the production. They, of they, they had nothing to do with it. They're just trying <laughs> okay, to show the merchandise. Then. <laughs> uh, but you know what? So, like, really quickly, the reason, the other reason I found out about the uh, character reveal is that uh, a lot of the streamers I watched are part of this um, contingency called Offline TV. And literally everybody in Offline TV is Asian American or like half Asian something. So, like, these dudes get like ton tens of thousands of viewers every night, including uh, one of their friends, Valkyrie, who is half Filipino. Mm. So, it's like, um, like, these dudes they're like you know 
kind of really putting out the whole um like doing the marketing basically for the one of the biggest games in the world and they're doing it for free well they're getting money because people are watching them but at the same time like they're getting tens of thousands of people watching them play valorant every night and then it's like it's just exciting because you get to see people who are um you know with similar backgrounds to us so you know uh 2021 kind of 2020 2021 kind of a harsh uh couple of years for asians here in america but um you know things are starting to look up in 2022 so that's yeah. true that's true and um you know speaking of which you know um again um uh, interesting segue in, in connection to what we've been talking about is uh you know representation and um the the movie that we that we're reviewing today um had a surprising um, and yet, um, welcome, uh, you know, example of representation. Um, and, you know, we're going to most likely, unless uh, we forget about it, uh, we are going to be talking about it. But um, at the same time, Harold kind of mentioned that this was the, 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 the review that everybody was waiting for, because um, for, for longtime listeners, we, of, of, if you've been listening to our, our show for quite a while, um, there's an ongoing feud. And now, walk back feud means that they actually know about right. it i was about to say they actually care about it <laughs> that so, acknowledge you exist uh, yeah, yeah so, there's it, no beef when it's just one person beef yeah so you. it's it's a one-sided feud i guess that that, that 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 we have um and it is that ever since we started this uh podcast you know um you know the spider-man has been out um, you know we we've had multiple spider-man movies during the course of this podcast you know, we've had um, Spider-Man um, Homecoming, Spider-Man No Way Home. And of course, today, you know, we're talking about Spider, Spider-Man, um, you know, Far From Home. You know, did uh, I? The second oh, one was Far From Home. Oh, Far From Home and then No Way Home. There you go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ever since the very beginning, I am a diehard Spider-Man fan. Um, I think uh, if I look at my collection um, and actually looking in front of me, there's on uh, my wall, there are two of my favorite characters, the Flash and Spider-Man are um, standing next to each other. But ever since Tom Holland took over this uh, this franchise, uh, it's been uh, something for me that I've hated. Um, you know, I've always been giving it a thumbs down every single time we've had movies and everybody and their mothers have been giving uh, this series a thumbs up and everybody's been loving it. And so today we take a look at uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, no, or way no, way home. home. <laughs> no, no Way Homes. Um, and, uh, and I guess today we find out whether or not me, Dennis, um, actually finally liked a Spider-Man movie. So, uh, Lewis, you yes, know sir. what I've been waiting for. It, 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 it's brand new, 2022. Are we I'm, doing it, or I'm I, I'm limbered up. I am okay. rested. I am my my web fluids has been reflu- uh, refilled. Okay, so you've been drinking a lot of water, is what you're. Saying. I have been drinking a lot of water and some pineapple juice. Uh, the yeah. Okay. Google says that's not, uh, that's how I'm supposed to keep up, but yeah, okay, I think well, I'm ready for the first lose views of 2022 i still gotta get used to that dude yeah i know i know the new year's only like a week old but i've already messed up on like signing things 2021 still like damn it (laughs) (laughs) i'll get there 
that that's the way it's supposed to work. But before we do go to lose views, um, just as a warning, this is a, a spoiler. Right. It's, Thank it's you. Spoiler filled. Um, we are going to be um, dissecting this and talking about the certain things. So if you do not want to watch uh, or to listen to spoilers, um, well, you know, get the heck out. Yeah, we have plenty of old episodes from uh, the 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 God's Year 2021 to, to listen to. So yeah, come back when uh, when whenever you've seen this movie. Okay, so here we go, Lou. Um, Lou's Views. And for those people who might not know what the hell is going on, Lou's Views is a segment here where we try to see if Lewis can actually um, give a brief, and that's the key word here, brief, brief, <laughs> brief um, uh, explanation and um, recap of the movie. I believe uh, initially the, the plan was two minutes. Um, and Lewis was was doing really well until our last one, and I think it went like three minutes or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. For for once, I went longer than expected. You know? and, and and we and we salute you for that. To be honest, my wife was so happy to hear it. <laughs> yeah, my wife was so happy to hear it. I'm like, wow, more than two minutes. Good for you, babe. <laughs> Was a oh, I'm exposing myself. Can we forget this? Can I ask Doctor Strange to forget that everybody forgot I said that? Okay, never mind. <laughs> All right, so let's go into lose views for Spider-Man: No Way Home. All right, so the movie picks up right after the events of uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, when Quentin Beck, the Myster- uh, Mysterio, reveals to the world that Peter Parker is indeed Spider-Man. So, uh, in the after the initial few moments of shock and awe and running away. Um, basically, Peter's whole life is turned upside down. Unlike Iron Man, when he came out to the world and everybody praised him and was super hyped to be to know Iron Man, everybody was a guest. Uh, we, I, I think we're going to talk about plot holes and kind of like uh, assumptions or jumping in, in assumptions later. But um, for whatever reason, people turn on poor Peter and his friends and everybody's ostracized and uh, in one of the kind of heartbreaking moments is uh, all three friends, Ned, MJ, and Peter, all get rejected from their dream schools uh, for, you know, uh, for, for whatever reasons. Uh, feeling un- unbelievably guilty, uh, Peter, uh, in, in a moment of brilliance, goes to Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange. Uh, well, I was about to say, I was about to call him the Sorcerer Supreme, but I guess he got demoted while yep. he was out on leave. Uh, but at least he's pretty up there. Uh, asks Doctor Strange for help to help uh, have everybody forget that he's Peter Parker or that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. However, during the middle of the spell, Peter, in his usual quirky self, um, gets in the way and basically messes up the spell to the point where he changes the spell. If I'm not again, I think we're going to talk about this later. I think he tells the spell to make everybody. Oh no. Or, or, or to bring in basically people who know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So with that little MacGuffin out of the way, a few moments later, we are introduced in one of the, I personally feel, one of the finest moments in cinema when Dr. Octopus and Green Goblin come back into the uh, into the MCU. So uh, welcome back, for at least for one movie, Alfred Molina and Will- Willem Dafoe. Um, fast forward to a little bit more, uh, we, a little more exposition. Dr. Strange explains that uh, p- creatures and people from all over the multiverse who knew Peter is Spider-Man were sucked into the main MCU. Uh, do, uh, during a lot of shenanigans and fighting, Peter decides that he's going to help these villains, uh, which include the Lizard, Sandman, and Electro. Uh, wonderful cameos from the previous Amazing Spider-Man movies. And um, yeah, so 
what do you call it? So we, uh, Peter decides to try to help them. Um, but unfortunately, his charity uh, backfires when Green Goblin turns face and does pulls off one of the greatest moves in villainy. And again, spoilers, Dennis already warned everybody and kills Aunt May. Um, probably one of the uh, most heartfelt uh, things uh, Tom Holland's ever done on the, uh, on the MCU screen. Um, so after seeing uh, his, his, his aunt pass, we finally uh, have the moment that a lot of Spider-Man fans have been waiting for. And Peter is bequeathed the quote, with great power comes great responsibility. And he still fights to find a way to cure these villains, even all, even after they take away his one parent figure. Um, and then in the last third of the movie, we get, we finally get to the fireworks factory. And not only did the villains that knew Peter was Spider-Man come, but other Peters from the other universes come. It's one of the worst kept secrets in the MCU where uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man finally arrive. And there are three Spider-Men on the screen and not going to quit. Not going to lie. I squealed with glee seeing it on the big screen. Um, for the last third of the movie, there is a great, uh, there's some great character interaction between the three Spider-Men, uh, a great fight scene on top of the Statue of Liberty, some character moments. And at the end, of course, Peter saves everybody. But uh, in order to do so, he, uh, Doctor Strange has to complete the spell and make everybody forget that Peter was ever Spider-Man. And Peter is basically forgotten from everybody's mind, from Happy Hogan to Mary Jane, uh, uh, no, not Mary Jane, but MJ to Ned to everybody in the news. So um, that's it for Lose Views for Spider-Man No Way Home. Burr, burr, burr. Um, great job, Lewis. Um, 424. Not too God bad. Oh. <laughs> four, more, four more seconds than you needed. I yeah. know. I mean, at, at this point, Lewis is breathing really hard. I am. And, I, need uh, to, I need some water. Give me some there's water. Sweating a little bit, but hey, good job, buddy. So um, let's start from the beginning then. Um, I mean, I mean I, I'm guessing, uh, did we like it or not? Um, you know, um, I, I know it, it's, it, it's like jumping, jumping the gun. Um, and, you know, but um, what, what were your initial thoughts? Maybe not your, your full, um, you know, uh, your, your full um, recommend or vote yet. But what, what are some initial thoughts when uh, right now uh, before we kind of uh, dig deep and uh, uh, take a deep dive into this? Let's start with Lewis. Well, I, uh, I loved it. Uh, if we're going by my initial reaction of when I left the theater, um, I loved it. I had a smile, a grin from ear to ear. Um, like, like you said, I think we're going to get into details later. Once I actually sat down in the car, drove away, had dinner and thought about like, wait a second. That's when it got into problems. But at the time, uh, it was just, a, it was a great roller coaster of a movie. Great uh, visuals, great fight scenes, great moments, and just a, a really solid movie for me. Really enjoyable. I mean, Harold. Um, I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I know a lot of people are saying that this was the best Marvel movie they've ever made, and that is way over exaggerating. <laughs> it wasn't even the best Marvel movie of 2021. It was satisfactory. Um, but I have, and it's not. There's not a lot of plot holes, but I had so many gripes with everything that i was watching that it it took me out of the movie 
and it kind of ruined I, I didn't say ruin it for me ruined. because like ruined uh, ruined it because like I, we previously mentioned spider-man 2 and we'll talk about this later still one of the pretty much the best comic mo- movie ever made and you have the actor who did that job come in looking all of his age by the way <laughs> like it's been uh 17 years since pretty much 17, 17 years since toby Maguire, or well not 17 14 years since toby Maguire was the last spider-man but 17 since he made spider-man 2 but um so that that we'll talk about that later that's a little bit of fun but otherwise the plot was way not convoluted but it could have been so much more simple and they made every de- it's like they the the writers made sure that you knew that every decision that peter made was the dumbest decision you could ever make for any <laughs> spider-man so that's for now and then i'll, I'll talk about it later but go ahead then um i enjoyed parts of it uh, and that's that's more that's uh, that's uh, something more than i can i've actually said than the first two but um the first half of the movie um i thought was was it was going nowhere and exactly and that this is even with as lewis said it was cool to see the vulture it was cool to see goblin it was cool to see all those things but even with that it's almost like they didn't know what to do with it until may died you know and it, it was from from that point if we if you can take that movie from the moment may died until the end i can actually say i enjoyed a spider-man movie you know but Anything before that, unfortunately, um, I have to say, was um, was was really weak, um, and it showed everything. That first half is exactly the whole rant. If 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 people remember, we had an episode um, where it was Tom Holland versus you know it was me versus Tom Holland, and that first half was basically everything that I said in that podcast. You know, every single gripe that I had about Tom Holland was shown there. And, um, and, and you know, and I think it was my brother, shout out to uh, my brother who listens to this podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, after the fact, he, he actually texted me. And one of the comments that he said, it was almost as if the Marvel pretty much finally said, okay, let's listen to Dennis and um let's and we'll 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 fix we'll, everything that he's been asking for let's do it and that's what the second half was so um it's interesting like i, I think all of us have a lot of like, good things but i think before we talk about the good things i, I kind of want to talk about some of why was it weak well um lewis you use the word plot holes you know, um, you know, Harold didn't didn't necessarily call it plot holes, but there were some choices I would imagine of of storytelling that um, that that didn't make sense or didn't work for us. Let's start with that first. I think it would be. I think for me, that's an interesting portion for it. Harold, uh, why don't you start us off? Um, the biggest problem I have with this movie is who is the main villain. Mm. Not and it's not the there's no specific answer. Obviously, it's oh, no, 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 there, there is, there is. It, it's but Spider Man's the main villain. Yeah, <laughs> Toby Maguire's Spider Man was the main villain of this you, you whole mean Tom thing. Holland. You mean Tom? Holland. I mean, sorry, 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 Toby Maguire. 
uh, yeah, Tom Holland. Tom no, Holland. Well, if you mean Tobey Maguire being so freaking amazing as the villain, yes, because yeah, no, everybody's he, just trying to hold he, ru- it. he ruins everyone else's every Spider-Man and... from now on. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Tom, yeah, uh, uh, sorry, uh, let, let me take the back. Tom Holland is the villain of this movie. <laughs> Everything. If if Tom Holland um, didn't like um, what do you call this? Didn't well, I, 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 that that would be my part. Harold, go for it. My my bad. Okay. So the the reason I bring this up is because all the main villains, all five of them technically, yeah, are so close to that sinister stick. So yeah, close. and he shows up. <laughs> technically, the other dude is in jail. Two of the other sinister six are in jail. Yeah, <laughs> working together, but not for this movie. Only for Morbius. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. But <laughs> That's the other part. But we'll, yeah, we'll but <laughs> this is my point: is none of those guys are Tom Holland's villains. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you're doing that, why don't you bring back Mysterio? Because technically, yeah. Mysterio dies at the same time everybody else is. So why doesn't he get to come back? But everybody there is the other Spider-Man's villains, which means that this Tom Holland, this Spider-Man, never had a strong enough villain to bring back. Like, that's it, it's just basically the the um uh the franchise in general it's you're literally just saying oh we're gonna bring back everybody else because everybody loved almost all of these villains i'm not saying all of them but you know obviously doc ock and the green goblin are the two best villains that they've ever produced probably ever and you couldn't get anybody to be like okay these are the villains that the other spider-men are supposed to take out but there's got to be one for you and there's nobody for him that he doesn't have an arch nemesis. Yeah, you're right. Um, and uh, interesting point, Harold, is that um, the person that actually, you know, the big moment for the the whole movie, the death of of uh, of Aunt May, and it's not somebody from this universe. Yeah, it's it, like they literally, I don't know, the the their version of the Spider-Man villains in this thing should have been were basically Tom Holland and Doctor Strange. Those are the two real villains that are supposed to be and from the MCU. And then they're supposed to be the two biggest heroes. These these are the guys leading the next Avengers. But the fact of the matter that nobody from the MCU universe, the like their legit universe, was strong enough to hold that mantle as being the person that was able to kill one of the most beloved characters in this franchise. I mean, that just says a lot to me. Lou? Um, I I, I think Harold articulated my concerns about the villains already. I think my biggest, uh, my biggest issue again, like when in the theater in not IMAX, but whatever it is I was watching in surround sound and the huge screen, I was overwhelmed with all the beauty of, of just seeing all that good stuff on the big screen. But once I get home, I think one of my biggest issues was like. I think magic in general, I think that's why people have such a big issue about it. Not people, but like, you know, nerds like us, we have a big issue with like, how does magic work and all that stuff. And like, I get that Dr. Strange was the big, here's my, my favorite word, MacGuffin of this whole thing. And how like he had a solution to everything and like everything just was kind of, what do you call it? Uh, how did the spell work in the first place? And not, not, uh, the first spell in the first place, like how it brought in all those other people and not to mention the resolution of the whole thing, like after the fact. So like I said, at the end of the movie, everybody forgets Peter Parker is Spider-Man. 
cool. Like on paper, I get it. Or like on paper, or at least how they executed it. Okay, I got it. But like, it, how does that make sense? Like how, like, does this, does Peter just not exist? Does his school records never happen? Like who's pay or like, how does he get that apartment? Does he have a credit score? Does he have anything? So, I mean, and uh, like, um, I think it's one of those like where, uh, I'm not going to say Feige himself or maybe the director or the writer for this movie basically had like, he had a f- end goal. Like he had an end goal of like, I want to show off all these great Spidey villains from the other universes. I want to do, I want to do into the spider verse, but live action. Like he had that end goal at the, uh, uh, in mind, but then he had to like, I don't know, like basically like Jimmy rig a whole way, uh, uh, a freaking Rube Goldberg machine to just get there. Does that make sense? Like it almost like it's you're forcing a, a square into a, ra- a square peg into a round hole just to make a story that you know will sell tickets. And at the end of the day, though, it, it did its job. Like it sold tickets. It got people like myself who love Toby. It got my eldest son, who's twenty in his early twenties, who who grew up on Andrew Garfield. And then it got you know the people like my youngest son, who loved Tom Holland, all watching and wanting to see this movie first weekend. So. It worked, and it's. Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think it's the biggest grossing movie of 2021, which I don't think it had really a lot of uh, opposition. But I mean, it's it's gonna go on its belt as one of the biggest uh, blockbusters of the year. So good for it. But um, yeah, so it almost feels like the a lot of the plot holes and all the stuff that kind of got the movie going was forced, or at least made um, it, it made me ask like, what's the logic behind all that stuff? You know what I mean? Also. So yeah. The biggest point that needs to be made is that the initial spell that Doctor Strange was going to cast was going to be a better version of the final spell that happened anyways. Yeah. Like only a few people were going to like forget who he was and instead of now the whole world forgets who he is. Yeah. Like how did how did that didn't improve anything? <laughs> like it's instead of that. <laughs> it, like I don't know, like the whole time I was just frustrated at like everything that every decision that he made. Because it made things worse. And it's like, oh, I can fix these things. No, dude, there's like, there were so many opportunities to exit out and to finish up. Exit out. It's not a video game, H. <laughs> yeah, but like, there was so many exit strategies that would have worked so much better. And he was like, no, let's go with the worst one. Because he has to have some kind of code of honor or conduct. Well, and, and I, again, that's where I was, I'm talking about where, where Peter Parker himself was the villain is because well actually let's go with let's go with the spell i agree magic you know magic in in here is kind of wonky and yes we're supposed to we're supposed to kind of like clear our minds and we're supposed to like yes you know just ride along (laughs) just ride along but like it it, it, it's almost like because it's it, it was a joke it stuck with me the spell itself the way we show we see it on 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 the trailer is seem like the spell that that Doctor Strange casts is this like ultra powerful you know really secret uh, really illegal spell. No, it's not. It's something. It's it's like a hangover cure for for the wizards. So you know it, it, it's funny in the end. Over what the hell, dude? You know, in, in the end, I was thinking to myself, did. You know, like technically, if if again, if if Peter just stopped for a second and thought, you know, um, he, he could have easily fixed everything. Like one of my one of the parts, like I visibly groaned out loud 
in in not in a good way but in a bad way was when was when um dr strange points out to peter and goes and of course this is uh, not word for word he goes what you mean you didn't talk to somebody yet you didn't you, you didn't ask somebody to uh, reconsider the uh the 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 college the application yeah you know i mean think about it you're peter parker you just saved the world um who do you know um you know happy hogan um who knows pepper Potts? who's in charge of stark industries um you can't you can't go to pepper Potts and say hey you know what um remember that guy that um you and i hugged together um and we had this special moment hey do you think you could give a couple million dollars to uh to harvard and yeah. kind of let let us in you know See, den makes the best point and then this is the the biggest issue that peter has with anything that ever happened to him like people dying around him people getting his identity revealed none of that matters the only thing that matters is oh my two best friends didn't get into college exactly and and and, and, and again we go back to my, my my biggest thing is that if you think about it that in his life that was the only thing that mattered there was nothing else because he's never actually had to go through any problems i mean what was his biggest what was the biggest thing that he's ever done uh, ever had to go through the death of tony stark mm-hmm. that that was his, a few months you know he, yeah exactly he didn't really know too much you know and, and after meeting he didn't see him for a long time and you only saw him while you were in space and then all of a sudden you see him after five years um and then he dies that's it you know and Everybody talks about, you know, some of the people that talk uh, always talks about how the reason why Tom Holland is such a great, um, uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man is such a great character is because he's young and he's relatable and everything. Yes, that's true. But the reason why the, the character is the character is, is that is that he never went through. It's a spoiled baby that was given superpowers and then all of a sudden was given um was given a suit was given everything to become this hero that they, that that did not that he didn't deserve and which brings us to the crucial portion of the movie which he finally actually has something that he that 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 um that something bad happens to him the death of, of aunt may but did he learn anything from that no you know, with great power comes comes great responsibility. I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, uh, defeat. Um, you know, um, um, I'm 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 going to kick the crap out of uh, the Green Goblin. Like, if you think about it, the other two Spider Men, and we're going to get to that. Um, in their own way, were was able to figure it out on their own. And this one, it somebody had to do it again for him. Somebody had to guide him, and it took two Spider Men to kind of show. Oh. That's what this means. Okay, cool. Now I get to move forward. So, villain. The reason why Aunt May died is because Peter Parker is a selfish prick. That's it. And Marissa Tomei only signed a five five movie deal. So that's it. <laughs> or three, however many. Well sorry. worth it. Well worth it. Uh, Best okay. Aunt May yet. <laughs> so, so now that we've gotten that unpleasantness, there were some good stuff to this movie. Um, and uh, so let let's start with that. Like, what are some of the what are some of the your the 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 cool maybe um, movie defining portions of it that actually made this movie enjoyable? You know, to to uh, to a point. 
where to, where like I said, even I actually enjoyed the movie, even though I was like gri- there was gripes galore. Um, you were I'm enjoying gonna... it, but your arms were crossed. Yeah, horror. Which, by the way, <laughs> I, I will tell you this, and I'm, I'm going to go first. My favorite part, so appropriate that the first Spider-Man that you see is the king himself, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and look, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I am a huge Tobey Maguire fan. You know, he is the man, Spider-Man 2, I will still say is the best um, Spider-Man movie. Um, you know, um, his characterization of it. But the thing, you have to admit that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man would not the big everything is great about toby Maguire's spider-man except he never really had a lot of personality you know um and i'm I'm not trying to diss the guy but it's just the way he was written and that's the way toby Maguire played him the funny the best part for me is aside from seeing him is that every single time uh, andrew garfield was with everybody else you could clearly see that this guy was outacting everybody else, dude. Like he, like a, a, a lot of the funniest moments, a lot of the funniest parts came from Andrew Garfield. Yep. And you know, was his movies the best? No. But again, as as always said, the person, the 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 actor himself, I've always thought that he was the best Spider-Man. So um, that's my favorite <laughs> favorite part uh, was just seeing him, and then. Every single time I get to see Andrew Garfield be Andrew Garfield, um, those those are like those are like the moments where I was like, yes, the world is great again. <laughs> so you must be pretty happy that there's a lot of like online rumble for or uh, uh, online movement or petition for like make Amazing Spider-Man three. Everybody is uh, I, I think uh, they're late on your bandwagon dude because like they're talking about andrew being the king you know and the girl yeah. and all that stuff now i'd, like, right, to point, dude, I'd, I'd like to point out that everybody scoffed at me when i said <laughs> that he was king <laughs> admittedly though i'm with dennis here the, the the highlights for me really are the redemption of the characters from amazing spider-man 2 mm-hmm. the fact that um yeah like dennis said one of the things that really stuck out to me was the it's like the writers obviously knew that everybody crapped all over those movies and they specifically were like no it was just the it was just the writing it was just the movies itself these guys as actors and playing the characters are fantastic yeah jamie fox was a real real good villain for once he wasn't mm-hmm. some dork that just fell into eels by the way, like everybody says, don't fall into stuff because you're going to end up with <laughs> evil power somehow. Um, but like when they have Jamie Foxx doing his thing and it's like you don't even know what line he's he's uh, writing. Like if is he on the like, um, you know, villain or the hero side. And then yeah. you have the scenes that they have with all three Spider-Men when they're like creating the uh, when, they're, when they're doing the, the, the scientific stuff. That was fascinating to me because they were literally like saying hey, guys, Andrew Garfield was a really good Spider-Man. Just look at all the crap that he could have done and why he didn't get to be as popular as the other two. And it was like, you know, Tobey Maguire pointing stuff out to him and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, I, I could have done that. And it's like, and then my fa- one of my favorite parts of the movie was actually when Andrew Garfield was the one that saves MJ. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Because of that whole redemption, like literally that redemption line 
like everybody in the movie who was over like 18 was able to enjoy that because you know kids understand like i don't understand why it's such a big deal that he actually saved the person it's because like oh yeah he murdered the last person that (laughs) fell in front of him and he tried to save so it didn't work out for him (laughs) yeah like like that was one of the only redeeming things of like amazing spider-man 2 was that scene of him like not being able to save gwen stacy but then you know redeeming it all together into this one where it's like yeah now he's like it they literally were like we know that he's been treated as a secondary citizen by all the fans and everybody who's into these movies now put him at the same level as everybody else yeah yeah uh, admittedly as she was falling the back of my mind i was like Cupper neck, cupper neck, cupper neck. <laughs> Support yeah. the neck, guys. Support the yeah. neck. Cradle, cradle the neck. Make sure there's no impact at the bottom. You're catching a toddler, dude. It's like you're catching yeah. a baby. But, but but again, I I, I know um, I'm fanboying over Andrew Garfield, but you know again, you're right, H. And it's not just that moment of catching. It's what Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, the way he acts afterwards. You know, it's it's goofy, but like you said, anybody who actually knew about that movie understood why he was he was all emotional, why he was kind of like a, a little like a, a woozy there because he realized what he had just done and the meaning of it. And again, Lewis is, Lewis is correct. Um, I wish I was the one that started that petition, to be honest with you. I should have been. <laughs> um, but... Uh, you know, it, it it again shows everybody that it, the movies were crap, not because of the actors, because the the person that played Gwen Stacy, I forget who, uh, uh, Emma Stone. I, yeah, great actress. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, she's an Oscar winning actress, dude. Yeah, <laughs> great chemistry between the two, but the story that they wove around the two of them was crap. Right. You know? So. How about yeah. you, Lou? Um, I, I, I know you said uh, uh, any other any other moments that that stood out for you. Uh, moments for me, dude. I think it would have to be. I mean, it, it's. Um, I don't know if it's low hanging fruit per se, but I love. I, I know some people might poo poo on it, but like the fan service, dude. Like the the, the little moments where you knew. Um, uh, it sounds a little meta or whatnot, but like the stupid little jokes, I love. Like when 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 um uh, when Norman Osborn said. I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. I'm like, ha, he did the thing. <laughs> and then when the three Spider-Men pointed at each other, I'm like, ha, they're doing the meme. I get it. I get it. And then like, or, or yeah, or even like, I know like when you see, when we saw it in the trailers, like, hello, Peter, when, when Dr. Octopus said the hello, Peter line, it's classic. Like Alfred Molina might be the only person who ever pulls that off. Like it's supposed to be a, uh, obviously a greeting, but he says it so menacingly that it can't be, it can't be like re- replicated. So yeah, I love the fan service, uh, uh, specific moments or, or whatnot. I think you guys covered it great. Yes. Garfield actually uh, totally redeemed himself. I forget that. Yeah. He was just, he was such a goofy, he, that, and that's who he was. He was like the goofy, awkward Peter Parker, the version of Peter Parker. Um, and, and Toby being stoic, uh, being the, like the, uh, the senior, I guess, of the, uh, of the, peters so that was kind of cool to see but um yeah yeah just seeing like where everybody progressed at the time and um i guess for me any any time for you then you said any anytime andrew garfield's on screen uh for me i guess it was willem defoe um i think if you're online or whatever everybody's again talking about how like he's one of the greatest villains ever now but i'm like yeah it was a great reminder and i think um weirdly enough i think 
the first Spider-Man movies are on Peacock. They're not even on. They're not yeah, on they're Disney on Plus. So if you're a Disney fan or a Marvel fan, you can't even watch those streaming uh, on Netflix or any. You have to go go get Peacock. But I I rewatched it after the movie, and yeah, I forget how like. Yes, like uh, the first Spider-Man was kind of like underrated, or like the or obviously Spider-Man Two overshadowed it. But like Willem Dafoe has been a menace from day one, and this last and No Way Home reminded a whole new generation of people like why the Green Goblin is uh, Spider is supposed to be Spider-Man's greatest villain. So yeah, and he and he didn't disappoint Willem Dafoe. I mean, you know, another thing that that really stood out to me and, and I really liked is that every single time all three Spider-Men were together. It was just enjoyable. Like you could clearly see that, um, that they were enjoying themselves mm-hmm. and you could clearly see like the, um, the personality of each and every single one of them. Like it was one of the cheesiest moments, but I thought it, it, it because of who they were and the actors and the, the characters that they played, it actually made sense. Like my, my favorite part was, um, when um when when you know the toby mcguire is uh, or um where, where they ask you know what's the weirdest you know what's the weirdest villain that you've ever uh you, you know oh i i i fought a, a an alien you know and then toby mcguire a uh, toby a uh, tom holland of course um, being the one upper that he is is like oh yeah you know i fought an alien oh in space and he was purple and um andrew garfield is like oh man i'm so lame i i once fought a a, a guy in a rhino suit. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was rough. I'm like, oh, I almost I almost felt bad for him. I'm like, you could have had a third movie too, guy. It's and, okay. And again, it was one of those nods to like, yeah, that's how bad your that's how bad your writing was. That the 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 most interesting character that you had was was a guy in a a Russian guy in a rhino suit, and he uh, didn't but, even fight him. Yeah. And, and, and the, the 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 best part of it was him was Andrew Garfield going you know I'm I'm so lame and then Toby McGuire going no you're not you're amazing I know <laughs> like oh if it was anybody he else aside from if it was yeah, anybody exactly, else Harold. he did the thing <laughs> he called you amazing because it was on the movie um, you know I, I was actually gonna bring up a point very similar to that is like yeah the the interaction of the three of them was still the best thing. But the one that will, the interaction that will never, I will never forget and will stay with me for the rest of my days was the web shooter discussion. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The other two were just like, wait a minute. So where does it come from? He's like, I don't know. I just, just move my wrist and it comes out of my wrist. Like, so you never run out of fluid? He's like, no. It was like, this is so awkward. It's so great. And the fact that in the middle of of a, right before they could die, um, they're like, okay, let's, we got to talk about it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Before the, the big battle. Hold on one second. Let's talk about that. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to talk about is, again, so much hate for Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man. But my favorite part, and um, um, Harold kind of mentioned it already. One of my favorite parts was when they were sciencing the crap out of uh, of everything. You know, it's like... Um, Toby Maguire was uh, uh, invented or created a a serum that could cure the goblin. Um, you know, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was able to create um, a serum that could um, that could um, 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 uh, um, cure the the lizard. What did um, what did uh, Tom on Spider-Man do? Used Stark Tech in order to fix everything. 
Mr. Stark's got a thing for that. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I have, a, I have a magic box. <laughs> I can use uh, someone else's technology. <laughs> rough, man. I know he's supposed to be bright, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's what we can look forward to in the next trilogy. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and, and again, uh, uh, plot, holes, uh, plot holes aside, you know, you would think that with everything that was happening, if I was Tom Holland's kid Spider-Man, I was like, you know, the, the world's about to end. Oh, wait a minute. I have those glasses. Oh, what happened to those? Exactly. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that what got you in trouble in the first place? <laughs> oh, God. Damn it. <laughs> you're right. Also, I, I guess now that we're talking about things that we really like, uh, we we mentioned it in the opening of the uh, of the episode here. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Dan, you want to go a little bit more into it? Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things what we talked about at the beginning was the representation. And, um, you know, I told you that my favorite part, my favorite moment was when you see when you when when which by the way um we, we we're we're forgetting like a huge portion over here uh we have to talk about um the supporting characters because i thought ned and mj uh, did really oh, well yeah. you know um zendaya um you know does not get enough praise for her character um and her characterization of mj um that even though it's it's sometimes one note it really really was fleshed out this time around um but who knew that ned um was a naturally gifted um a, a magician that um you know like something that how long did um, dr strange even though he had that that ring already how long did it take before he was able to even like make any sparks right like you know, he had to get dumped in the middle of the freaking himalayas right to to fight his way back but yeah who knew yeah, Ned just is able to open up and conjure and magically bring in two Spider-Men. And of course, one of the very first ones is Andrew Garfield. And uh, there is a uh, wonderful moment there where um, Andrew Garfield is there. And of course, with all the commotion, um, the, uh, there's the, there's the uh, grandmother of Ned uh, Leeds, which by the way, I still love that last name. Ned Leeds uh, uh, pops out, and there's a grandmother. And of course, surprise, surprise, um, because the actor of uh, of Ned Leeds um, is Filipino. It was a nice change that they actually not only did they honor the actor's ethnicity, you know, but they actually decided to take someone who uh, who was actually a Filipino. Um, I don't I don't know if she's American, but she is. I'm guessing she is Filipino American. Um, and um, there was a nice scene there where um, you know, of all things, um, uh, Ned's Lola, which is nice that they actually use the word. Yes. Uh, Ned's Lola starts talking in Tagalog and asks Spider-Man to clean up the cobwebs. It is amazing. So uh, yeah, uh, what were what were your some thoughts on that? I love that scene, dude. Um, in real time, I love the fact that when she was saying she was speaking in Tagalog, um, I don't know if it was a obviously it was a director's choice not to do the subtitles, but as soon as she was saying, it was like, I get what she's saying. <laughs> I was looking to my kids, love my love my wonderful children, but they don't speak a lick of Tagalog too well. They only know when I, me or my wife are mad. But I'm looking at them like, oh, you plebeians, you don't know what they're saying. You have to wait for them to translate it. But yeah, I loved it. Um, like like you said, Dennis, I love the fact that um, they, they went all in on the fact that, yes, Ned leads historically or at least canonically in the comic books, um, Caucasian, European background, whatnot. Uh, but they got a, a great actor in, uh, I think his name is Jason Batalon, uh, Jason, Jacob. something like that. 
right? Um, uh, who was obviously Filipino, and I, I love that they just went in on it, and the fact that yeah, they 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 went full on it. The little scenes of the fact where MJ was testing, uh, you know, Dennis's King's uh, spider sense by throwing pandesal, not just any bread. It ca- it couldn't be just any like dinner rolls or sliced bread. Uh, Lola had pandesal or mamon still wrapped, and he's like thrown at him. I was like, oh. And my my little guy honestly looked at me and said, like, that's like my Lola's house. I'm like, I know, dude. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but I get it. Yes. So that's but why yeah, I, I think when everyone's been cracking up on the fact that the first place that the two legendary Spider-Men show up is in a Filipino's house. <laughs> I know, right? Like, they make their entrance into the MCU through the Filipinos. So So you're welcome, America and the rest of the world. You're welcome, nerds. Because if it wasn't for the Filipinos, there would be no, there'd be no reason to talk about this movie. Exactly. Exactly. And um, what's interesting to me is I really like the fact that they didn't subtitle it, to be honest with you. Yes. That was was a good choice. Yeah. It's, it's, it normalized it instead of making it, making, you know, making it foreign. It was um, the, the fact that you had MJ, Actually, say you know, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Ned's uh, Ned's Lola, you know, that that MJ would actually know the, yeah. the term for it means that MJ has been here before, right? So therefore right. knows uh, it knows the culture in it. So um, it it really was a a cool moment. The one thing, if if I were to be nitpicky, Lewis, is why was the Lola speaking so slowly? I know, I yeah, I got that too. I'm like, hmm. was it, was the <laughs> yeah. actress like? maybe a native uh, or wasn't a native speaker and she was reading a script or maybe she was reading slower for the sake of like the film. I don't know. Director's choices, but you're right. I was like, does she have a stutter? (laughs) Did Lola have a stroke? Hi, Spider-Man. I'm like, really? Did you have to put that E there, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, they did. (laughs) Um, I think Dennis made a good point. And like, we, we do, we haven't talked enough about the, the side characters in this movie. Um, like Dennis said, I think they did a fantastic job of actually giving MJ some material for once and like her doing a great job with it. And obviously, like we said, uh, Ned being the surprise breakout character of this movie. But the other thing I wanted to, that really made me kind of happy was initially when you see Sandman and initially when you see the lizard, you see them in their CGI characters. And the whole time they had been talking about Jamie Foxx being back, Willem Dafoe being back, Alfred mm-hmm. Molina being back. And it's like, are these guys just regular dudes in CGI? Like, I was thinking, did they do the Back to the Future 2 thing where they're just going to leave them in makeup and you're not going to see who they are? But they actually showed that, you know, Thomas Hayden Church and Reason Funds came back. And I was like, oh, they really went all out in this casting. So, like, props to those guys for, you know, they didn't really have, I mean, uh, they didn't have the biggest chances to be the best villains in either of their movies. But like, you know, them being willing team players and knowing that they're literally the tertiary of the tertiary villains in this movie. Props to them for, you know, continuing and coming back. Um, uh, one more uh, shout out to uh, side characters. Uh, you, you know, for a fact that they were able to flesh out the side characters better than Tom Holland when um, when uh, Flash Thompson actually had like a, 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 an arc. Yeah, like, he had a character oh, yeah. arc. <laughs> He's <laughs> actually useful for once. Like he, every single character had like some sort of uh, character arc except for the main main character. So yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, my my favorite side character, if I if I may, since everybody had others, I I can't not mention J Jonah Jameson. 
so yeah. I'm so happy that he's back in the MCU proper and he wasn't thankfully he wasn't whisked away at the end uh just like everybody else. I was I mean uh, uh you know uh what, what's that what's the word i'm looking for uh you know uh head cannon aside like i really wanted the five of uh, the five villains to stay in the mcu but i guess they had to do what they had to do but um the fact that um jk simmons is staying on board as this obnoxious over the top alex jones sounding um J. Jo- a version of jay jonah jameson is like a godsend like he is such a colossal douche like in this movie, like there's um at least in the in the Sam Raimi trilogy that he had moments of like he was a hero or like or even in the first movie where he tried to cover up for Peter when the Green Goblin was asking like who took who takes Spider-Man's pictures. And this one he was just unapologetically like I'm out this guy and I'm gonna get yeah. him. Was like, I'm gonna get wow, <laughs> like I'm gonna get this guy. I'm like so I look forward to you know I'm hoping he stays on board. Again, it's rumors and I don't know if you guys want to talk about like where this franchise will go from here, but like. If he does stick around for the uh, uh, the the hypothetical college years of Spider-Man, um, I'm looking forward to more J.K. Simmons as, uh, as the character he was literally born for, dude. So yeah, happy <laughs> to see him and great great stuff by him. Yeah, kind of kind of talking before we kind of wrap it up and everything. Um, you know, it, it is you know it, it would be bad for us to forget that MCU is famous for its post-credit scenes, um, and this time around there are two. Uh, I wouldn't call major, but there were two uh, post-credit scenes. One was uh, kind of disappointing to me because it was just basically a commercial for uh, a, a, for Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the other one was a um, was I thought could be significant, and I kind of wanted to talk about it. You know the the and again, you know we see that uh, Tom Hardy's um, uh, 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 Eddie Brock. Um, is in in a uh, in a bar, and just based on what he talks about, clearly you see that he is, you know, he's not from this universe. Um, just like everybody else, he seemed to have been brought into um, this universe, and he's asking about everything and everybody. And then, of course, he gets whisked away, and lo and behold, the big 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 reveal, big surprise is that there's a drop of the venom symbiote mm-hmm. that gets left behind. You know, so clearly, you know, there's still, uh, uh, from what I understand, uh, uh, Tom Holland still has one more, or not Tom Holland, um, uh, Dis- Disney and uh, Sony and Marvel have um, have rights for at least one more Tom Holland uh, movie, okay. if I remember it right. Uh, I know they've been talking about trilogy, but um, re- in regarding um, film rights, uh, there's at least one that's set there. So you know moving forward is it time for venom you think um yes or no is the first question and secondly is it, how would you want them to do this that's a great question dude um but the funny thing is of course it goes back to what Harold Harold's comments earlier about the fact that Tom can't even get his own villains cuz if you think of it then the, the origin story of this ve- of the MCU venom is going to be like well he was a uh, leftover from Tom uh, Tom Hardy's uh, Venom. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly not sure how they they're gonna pull it off, and I, I got questions too about like how the fact that Tom Hardy's Venom even got there, because like yeah. is, like is he is he the Venom in either Toby's or 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 Tom Holland's and whatnot, and was there like is it the is it the symbiote that knew Peter was Spider Man? I thought that's what attracted him. Anyway, again, I'm not sure how it, it goes from here, but um, how they're gonna pull it off? Honestly, I have no idea. 
So in theory, if they're gonna if they're gonna pull off Venom in the MCU proper, that's gonna be three three people who have played Venom in the movies, almost as many as Spider Man. So, uh, I guess you know we'll see how that works for them. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have any like fan casting or, or or any ideas how they can pull off, but it'll be interesting to see Venom in the in in the MCU. I think it's about damn time that Venom shows up and fights uh, Spider Man in this one because. They deserve a one-on-one, uh, like you know, like the up, last yeah. uh, obviously the last Venom movie with uh, Spider-Man in it. Uh, it ended up being like a three-way, which mm-hmm. or a four-way, which no one really enjoys if it's not what you're expecting. But also, and this is so dorky, is the my favorite actor in that post-credit scene is the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you know why though? Why? And you eventually, when you guys do end up sh- watching the show that I suggest as well, uh, he's his name is Danny Rojas, and it's because he is a star in Ted Lasso. Wow. So as soon oh, as he okay. showed up, as soon as he showed up on the screen, I yelled at Danny Rojas, <laughs> and other people were like, "Yeah, Danny Rojas." I was like, "Yeah, you dorks watch that stuff too." So, um, yeah, I, I just I think it's about damn time, like. Um, one-on-one just keep it simple one-on-one they they end up on two sides of the continent you know if if spider-man's in new york still and venom is still in san francisco or some kind of venom is in mexico or whatever eventually there's you have to cross paths and it'll be for once the time where he gets to actually show off who like who his spider-man needed to be um i there's already uh personally there's already one one actor that we know of in the mcu that needs to be um uh, uh, that needs to be venom here's 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 my story okay um peter remember at the end of the movie peter chooses to not go uh, not not to go to mj um and and tell uh, and uh, talk about peter he decides to do noble thing which is you know let them live their lives uh, there's one person that Peter, aside from MJ, affected really, really, really strongly, and that's Ned. What if without Peter, Ned becomes some sort of loser, and uh, you know, and he becomes Venom? That would be my imagine. Imagine Ned leads as Venom fighting against Tobey Maguire. I mean, uh, um, Tom Holland. That, that the, uh, the feels of that for me would be amazing. So th- that would be my fan casting, uh, uh, Disney. If there's ever a chance for you, because obviously you were listening to me when you killed off uh, Aunt May and and finally did the uh, Uncle Ben moment. Yeah, um, you you might as well do this for me. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah, it's funny to me. How, like, speaking of like the future and whatnot, like yeah, it was kind of like I don't know if it's a soft reset or a soft or a hard reset that you call it, but like yeah. We get what people or the fans like Dennis have been asking for. Like, we're gonna get a down on his luck, zero in his bank account, Peter Parker living in a janky little apartment in New York with no job and a suit that he made on his own. Um, or yeah, on his own with 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 uh, with a sewing machine and all that good stuff. So yeah, well, uh, I'm looking forward to see what they do. I guess in this uh, next part, or if they do decide to move on with the Spider-Man. So yeah. Yeah, uh, for all those people who, who always loved the Tom Holland, suck it. <laughs> um, uh, 
your Tom, your your Spider Man sucked. Now the only reason why it's gonna be any good is because you changed it to the way it's supposed to be. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so the bitterness there. So, um, Lewis, uh, why don't you explain just in case we have any new listeners? Um, you know, at the end of each of our reviews, of course, we uh, um, we review our movie and we have a, a grading scale here. Um, could you uh, do, do a quick recap? Um, shorter than your uh, lose views, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, so but, we really only have three ratings. Uh, the best movie, the best of the best that we can uh, absolutely recommend to everybody and anybody is the Jeff Winger Guarantee. So we guarantee you will enjoy this movie. Uh, below that is Perfectly Cromulent and Cromulent. So those are like, you know, middle of the road, not the best, not the worst either. But yeah, you can kind of, depending on, I guess, how the the fanboys uh, want to treat it. And at the bottom of it all is El Terrible. Uh, so if it's something you, uh, it's a piece of crap. You don't, we don't want you guys to waste your time on it. Um, yeah, that's what we're gonna give it. So th- those are the rankings we have. I'm gonna start. Um, the first half of the movie is uh, not even at El Terrible. It's it stinks. Um, I, I I thought that first half of the movie was was just perfectly terrible. It was it was uh, it was a waste of time. Um, but that second half, again, after Aunt May dies and on forward, um, I would actually give it a middle of the road cromulent. I'm not going to give it a perfect cromulent. I'm going to go with cromulent there. Uh, I'll go second. Um, I, I'm with Dan. The first half, if you cut out, it's and it, the first half of the movie is really really long. Yeah, like so unnecessarily long. Which but, is which? Sorry to interrupt, H. But it's really sad that the first half included the villains. You yeah, know, which like which the villain introduction. True, yeah, well, but that's like the only good part of the first half is the Doc Ock and the Green Goblin coming out and then them doing their thing. Um, but uh, I'd have to say it's perfectly cromulent. I uh, so many people have literally been like, dude, this is the best MCU movie. So many people that knew that I watched it early texted me and said where do you put this in your top movies and i was like maybe top 15 maybe top 20 uh, of mt movies because it's it's good it's enjoyable it's fun the fan service that they do specifically for spider-man fans is fantastic and i will give them that credit but otherwise besides that um like i said you needed strong uh, a stronger main villain uh in the MCU for Peter, and then you just needed him to make st- less stupid decisions that were so mind-bogglingly, like, you know, n- unnecessary that it for me it just ruined that part. But like overall, if you know, yes, uh, the beginning is slow, but like Dennis said, that's where the the uh, villain introduction is, and that's the fun part of that. So it's like you have a few like twenty minutes of fun in that, and then it slows down to a screeching halt after that, but then it picks up again. So like. Um, yeah, perfectly common for me. Um, I'm gonna, ah, dude, I'm actually gonna give it a Jeff Winger guarantee. I loved it. I, I, as much as I hated the plot holes and I still don't understand how magic or the definition of this, uh, nobody knows who Peter is Spider-Man or nobody knows Peter Parker, uh, caveat at the end, uh, works and how all that stuff. I think uh, all the fun stuff kind of overwhelms it to the point where, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's got, I got to give it it's, it's the Jeff Winger guarantee for me, dudes. Um, unlike Harold, I don't, well, it's not going to be that low, like not top 15. I, I would say probably top 10 MCU movies. I would have to really sit and think about top 10 movies. Uh, it, this one might probably break the top 10 <clears throat> MCU movies. 
uh, it's not even the best Spider-Man movie. Um, I think Spider-Verse and I think Spider-Verse pulled off the multiverse Spider-Man thing much better. And I uh, and Spider-Man 2 from beginning to end is just a much tighter, much better story. But uh, this is definitely one of the better ones. So, yeah, if you have uh, if you're looking for a good time and you're wanting to watch the Green Goblin freaking powerbomb um, Peter Parker through one uh, a story, uh, a floor, this is the movie for you. So, yeah, Jeff Winger guarantee for me, dudes. Okay, so Louis, this is this is the scene. Imagine this: um, Peter Parker goes to Doctor Strange. Okay, and and and, and Peter is like, you know, could you um, could you make you know could you make a spell for me? And he goes, yeah. Um, and then um, could you make a spell that makes everybody forget that I'm Peter Parker? And uh, Doctor Strange goes, why don't you just make a, a spell that makes everybody forget who Mysterio is? Or what Mysterio said. What Mysterio said, exactly. <laughs> the end. Movie Roll over. credit. Or <laughs> now that you know that Mysterio is going to do that, why don't you go back to that moment? Because, you know, Doctor Strange can help with time travel, apparently. That little um, thing. No, no, then, no, uh, no, no. Remember, he doesn't have the time stone anymore. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I like that that's the one restriction he has. But yeah. everything else. Yeah, everything else. Free is game. Because, yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's, here, uh, here, here's another revision, uh, Lewis. Um, at the at the end of the whole thing, where the multiverse is cracking, and uh, Peter's there, he turns to uh, Doctor Strange, and uh, Doctor Strange, so you can close it, right? Strange goes, yeah, okay, close it real quick. Um, and since you can do the spell anytime you want to, um, let's sit down for a couple of minutes and think this through first. Talk to MJ, what maybe because he's smarter than me, and talk to Ned, and maybe we can come up with a better spell. The yeah. end. It's not all on you to make decisions for them, especially especially when MJ spent the whole movie going, you know, let, we're here, we're in this together, we're in yeah. this together, we're in this together. And then it also, at the same time, it craps all over community college. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're right, you're right. We have no futures, guys. We didn't get into the one college we applied for. We're gonna, we didn't get to the hardest college to get into. Like, dude, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> You're three kids from New York. Get up. Get over <laughs> yourselves. There's more schools than MIT, guys. Goddamn entitled ass kids. <laughs> Sometimes your backup school is the best choice, guys. <laughs> Have anyway. you heard of CSUN? I know. <laughs> I've heard of the Cal State system, guys. They'll take anybody. Come on. <laughs> And this, is, and this is proof. <laughs> yeah. If your check clears, we'll take you. <laughs> Thank you, 1984 uh, earthquake. 1994. 94, 94. Oh my God, you ruined the timelines. Ah! <laughs> oh no. Now you got to make everybody forget that there was an earthquake in 1994 and everything will be fine. <laughs> Except for like two people. Um. Apparently. Okay, so um, H, do we have time? You think for um, your your last part portion, or do we save um, that for another day? Eh, where where are we at in time? Uh, well, you have an appointment in six minutes. Uh, we're fine. I'm just joking. I, oh. I can still I can still play, but you know. Gotcha. So, yeah, so um, talking the, about the last <laughs> the last portion of our our, uh, our last part of our, our our show is that you know it's this is. Um, at least for the time being, the last Spider-Man movie um, in the trilogy. Um, and aside, uh, we are coming up to in a couple of months or in a year or so, right? Um, that we're going to have Into the Spider-Verse 
part one part, part one or part two part, part, two, part yeah. one yeah whatever it is and um you know harold kind of mentioned while we were waiting for lewis today that you know what if we ranked um the the movies or maybe not ranking but where where does this movie uh, actually um start or uh, a place um and of course there's been a couple of uh, spider-man movies that um that we all love we have uh, spider-man one two and three mm-hmm. we have the amazing spider-man one and two uh we have uh, spider-man homecoming um far from home no way home and of course what lewis just mentioned um you know the uh, the one spider-man movie in this list that is not live action which is spider-man into the spider-verse so um if you know maybe not go through the whole thing but how about a top five out of the nine top five what, what is the top five of spider-man movies in your opinion here i'll go first then um go for it, yeah Obviously, we already know what number one is for me. Uh, number two is Into the Spider-Verse. Number three is the original Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1, came in 2002. Uh, number four would probably be this movie, No Way Home. And then I enjoyed um, Far From Home more than I enjoyed Homecoming. So, you know, that'd be fifth. The disrespect that Andrew Garfield gets. <laughs> Have you seen those movies? Uh yes yes I have how about you Lou um good questions uh okay so yeah I'm with H I think Spider Man two for sure is the number one uh I'm gonna flip number two and three and I'm actually gonna I, I think it's because I just saw Willem Dafoe again and I, I rewatched Spider Man one with the kids um I I'm actually gonna put the first Sam Raimi Spider Man as second I think it really holds up. A lot of the stuff that was set up was really solid. Um, third would be Into the Spider-Verse. I think Miles in, Miles Morales' introduction was great, not to mention just showing off what a, a true Spider-Man is all about. Number four, I think it would actually be, as much as I love what, uh, what a huge douche Mysterio was to Spider-Man to, to create uh, this whole No Way Home, um, I think homecoming was better because I, I just i just like michael keaton's character i think the vulture was such a great foil and uh kind of like as a, a an antithesis to uh harold's whole point earlier like vulture is actually one of the few actual villains of spider-man kind of even though his origins are tied to iron man um you know it, it's I, I like that too so and then finally i think recency bias i'm gonna have to go with this one no way home as top five or to round up my top five um, again, the uh, disrespect. <laughs> no respect. <laughs> um, I, I, Spider-Man Two. I have to give it props. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, if you if you uh, say anything wrong about Spider-Man Two, um, you know, people kind of, uh, you know, it's it's almost like it's like when people talk about uh, it's when I when I said that uh, Empire is not a, a, as good a movie as everybody says. You know, you know, people get upset. But um, to be honest with you, um, if, uh, you know, maybe it's recency bias, but I'm going to have to give Into the Spider-Verse uh, uh, Edge it as number one. Oh, nice. uh, okay. just just because. And the one reason is this, is that um, if you consider um, how tight the movie was. Um, you know, Very good. Spider-Man Two was a great movie, but there are some portions in there where I I, I feel they could have kind of shortened or they could have gotten rid of. 
um, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, uh, the, the dramatic par- portions of it. Um, and, and again, you know, don't get me wrong. It, it, I'm not, it's not a slight on Spider-Man 2, but I think if we were just to talk about in like as a whole, um, I, I would give the slight edge over Inner Spider-Verse. Um, I would go Spider-Man 2 next. Um, uh, I, I, and so Spider, uh, Inner Spider-Verse, um, Spider-Man 2, um, um, uh, um, I'm going to give Spider-Man 1 um, uh, number 3. And yes, I know it is uh, it, most likely because of my biases, but um, <laughs> I still uh, I would give number four to Amazing Spider-Man, um, you know. Uh, and again, it's um, very specifically because I enjoyed the, um, the the Peter Parker, the Spider-Man himself. And um, surprisingly, I am going to give this the movie that we just watched or that we just talked about, um, No Way Homes. Um, I would give it number five. Nice. Um, I, I, you know, for those people who are listening to this, you know, if, if you feel that, um, you know, Lewis is right or Harold is right, or if you think I'm just smoking crack, uh, please let us know. Um, we would love to find out and hear what your standings are. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a professional, a, a, a reviewer It's just what I feel. Um, and so let us know uh, whether or not you think what we are talking about makes sense to you. Um, you know, if you want to listen to any of the other episodes, like I said, we had um, the infamous um, too bad um, uh, Tom Holland will never, ever, ever listen to it. But where <laughs> I um, where I challenged Tom Holland to a fight, um, you know, listen to the two fanboys, one casual dot for old episodes. And on Facebook, uh, look us up, Two Fanboys and a Filthy Casual, at our main page and our pretty fun and active uh, group page full of like-minded uh, nerds, geeks, gamers, um, and, and the like, uh, sharing memes, jokes, and all the good stuff. That And every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. And then on Twitter and Instagram at Two Fanboys, One Casual. And as usual, anywhere you can find your favorite podcast, we are there as well. And uh, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash casualfanboygaming. We are almost there daily playing video games. Awesome. Well, that's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. Um, Tune in next time for our episode for uh, Two Fanboys and the Casual. Uh, This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold Hogan. Bye.